0: Kia ora guys, welcome to, to Shilvania tonight. It's, it's lovely to see some, some really familiar faces in the audience. My, my lovely parents are here. My flatmates aren't, because they decided to go surfing instead. <laughs> At three o'clock this afternoon, after telling me that they were coming. It's alright. I know that sometimes waves are more important. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, so, when Vic gave me an open scope to talk tonight, I decided that I really wanted to do something that aligned my heart and God's heart and would really edify the church, so to build you up. But really, the reason I settled on wisdom was because of an epiphany I had late one Wednesday night after youth group. I was coming back to church to pick up something that I'd left, which is just classic. And I drove down into the car park, and my windows were open, and and that's when it hit me. I saw the red, white, and blue neon lights. And it wasn't the police. It was Domino's. <laughs> um, and in this moment, well, actually about an hour later, I really knew what a lack of wisdom looked like in my life. <laughs> I, I smelt the cheesy goodness of Domino's. I realized that it's pretty much stealing how cheap they sell it for. And I bought, and I bought a pizza. I bought a cheese pizza, a garlic bread, and a Pepsi Max. Um, and then about an hour later... I felt pretty literally empty inside. Um, Because for regular people, Domino's might be absolutely fine. But for me, um, as someone who's lactose intolerant, it's absolutely not fine. Whilst Domino's was convenient, easy, and oh, just amazing in the moment. Just so good. It left me feeling really, really empty inside. And I think that that really prompted me to... to think about not just what a lack of wisdom looked like in my life, but really what wisdom looked like, what wisdom looks like for our church. And so that's really what I, where I want to take you tonight. And so the first question that I would like to look at is why wisdom? Why is wisdom something that is relevant for our lives? Why in our Domino's Pizza, me and now, instant, immediate gratification culture is wisdom such an important thing? And so I harked back to my high school days where Luke 2.52, for anyone who went to Kingsway was our school verse for the entire time that I was there. And I saw that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And so if Jesus did it, so should I. And for me, really, it was, it was as simple as that. And so seeing that verse kind of made me look at our culture and say, okay, wisdom is really, really relevant for someone like me who culture throws unwise options at all the time. And I saw okay, wisdom is something that I need to grow in because that's what Jesus did. And so I thought tonight I would make my my sermon something that would help encourage you to grow within our culture in the area of wisdom. So, when you preach on wisdom in a church, you always start with the book of Proverbs, surely, because that is the wisdom book, but just like the start of Proverbs, where Solomon encourages people to pursue wisdom, I would like to do the same to you. So we're just going to jump straight into Proverbs 1, right at the start of it, if you want to open your Bible or your Bible apps, um, I don't know, pretty good Bible apps, I'll have it up on here as well, so I'm just going to read straight from this. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. For gaining wisdom and instruction. For understanding words of insight. For receiving instruction on prudent behavior. Doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple. Knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables. The sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this is the introduction to the book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs in the Bible. It's the introduction to what we see as the Old Testament's really guide to wisdom. And for me, we, t- we can take a few key things from it, but before we really understand what's going on with Proverbs and can take wisdom from it, we need to understand the context of the book. So, The book was collected by Solomon mostly, and although there are a couple of chapters at the end by Agur and Lemuel, I probably pronounced their names wrong, I'm sure if you were a young Christian woman, you would have heard of Proverbs 31. Um, It's collected by Solomon mostly, and Solomon was someone who, when asked by God what he wanted in his reign, he said wisdom. So Solomon was an incredibly wise man writing this book. He wrote this book mostly intended for a younger audience. He says many times throughout the book, listen to my son or my sons. And so for the, for the youth sitting in the audience and for myself, this was a, a really relevant thing. I looked at the book of Proverbs and I saw something that really reflected what I thought about wisdom. I thought about the, the Gandalfs and the Yodas and the, the older people who impart wisdom to their, to their younger counterparts. And for me, that was really relevant. Where I see this is really important is it's not just for the young people. He says in verse 5 again, let the wise listen and add to their learning. So Solomon doesn't intend wisdom to just be for those who are not already wise. Wisdom is something that we continue to grow and learn in. And I guess the book of Proverbs contains many things that are incredibly enduring wisdom, like hatred stirs up conflict and Love covers all wrongs, but then also it talks about how a king has a king hates an unwise servant, or an, I don't know, someone who is lazy does not get to eat the fruits of the game, of the hunt. And I guess like there might there might be some people who hunt, but I don't think there are any kings in the audience. And so we see this beautiful mix of culturally specific proverbs and Proverbs that give us enduring wisdom. And so reading that, we see these beautiful themes of Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly expressed in the, in the latter half of Proverbs. And this is something that is very common and helps us to inform our understanding of how we read Proverbs in terms of the use of metaphors. And so Lady Wisdom was used to personify, it uh, was personified as the noble woman the thing that all young men in Solomon's time should strive to, to bind themselves to. And Lady Folly as the seductress, who might seem naturally enticing like the Domino's pizza, but really took away from that young man's life. And so looking at this, I thought, okay, I've looked at Proverbs, but surely that's not it. And so what I'd like to do now is take a look a little bit at the New Testament and how that links back to what we see in Proverbs and how wisdom just isn't all about Proverbs. And so there's a couple of learnings that I had in my exploration of wisdom, and I don't profess to be someone who's incredibly wise, but what I want to do with this is to encourage you towards pursuing and growing in wisdom as, as I've tried to do through this. And so the first of these things that we can see so obviously through Proverbs is that wisdom is important. Wisdom is something that is really important for our life. And as Paul recognizes in his letter to the Ephesians, he says that he prays constantly for them, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give them spiritual wisdom so they might grow in their knowledge of God. So both in, I guess, Pretty much the first entire seven chapters of Proverbs, the, um, the importance of wisdom is identified and expounded upon and just hammered home again and again and again. But this is relevant for, for Paul and for the Ephesians, and it's relevant for, for me as I, as I approach bad decisions in my life, but Paul speaks to them praying constantly for them that they have spiritual wisdom. And so that kind of leads me into my next thing, which is this, is that wisdom is a pursuit. Wisdom's not something that we, we wake up one morning and suddenly we are as wise as Solomon. Wisdom is something that we grow in, that we ask for. And so in James 1, it says this, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And then when we look back at Proverbs 2, it's also saying that, and I haven't got it up there, but it's also saying that we should cry out to God for wisdom and we should pursue it like someone pursuing hidden treasure or silver. And I don't know about you, but every time I hear about pursuing hidden treasure, I just think of Nicolas Cage and the only movie that he was good in, which is National Treasure. Um, And I think it's with that kind of intensity that Solomon calls us to pursue wisdom. And it's with that kind of intensity that we are meant to ask or cry out to God for that wisdom. So in here it talks about pursuing wisdom in terms of pursuing wisdom from God, but also pursuing wisdom from others. And I guess that's why Solomon that's why Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs was to share his wisdom. The third thing that I think is really important in the New Testament and I guess this is really where I see the, the crux of the sermon is this, is that wisdom is based in God. Biblical or spiritual wisdom might differ a little bit from the conventional wisdom of the world. It's not something unique to Christianity, the pursuit of wisdom. We see incredible wisdom from people like Socrates or Archimedes or Confucius, philosophers that ponder the questions of the world and share their wisdom with others. But where spiritual wisdom differs is that it is based in God. It says in Proverbs 1 verse 7 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then we see this also in Proverbs 9 and 15 and 8, and I've just thrown up a whole bunch of verses there to emphasize how important this idea of the fear of God is. And so what Solomon's saying there is not you should be afraid of God and that's going to make you wise. He's saying that you need to have this awful reverence, this reverence in relationship with God that helps inform our decisions and is the foundation of our life. And that's and that's where I come and that's where I came and where I landed at the start of this Beatitudes series that we had. And so I thought, so what? We've got Um, we've got a whole bunch of wisdom in the Old Testament. We've got all of this knowledge in the New Testament. And um, how do I apply it to my life? What makes wisdom applicable today? And what does it look like to be wise? And so I've thrown up a photo of Elrond there from the Lord of the Rings, because I think he's one of the the more wise people there. And I don't know, it wouldn't be a sermon from me if it didn't have some kind of Lord of the Rings reference. (laughs) Um, And so this is the verse that, I think, is the, the key verse to this entire sermon. And really, in my opinion, the key verse to spiritual wisdom. And so this is Jesus talking at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So our last five or so weeks has been on the Beatitudes, which were right at the start of that sermon. And after that, Jesus talked about fasting. He talked about giving to the poor. He talked about the law. Jesus pretty much delivered, like, the greatest sermon of all time, And based on how much content there is in there, it would have been a pretty long time and perhaps over a while. Um, But then he said this right at the end, just before he finishes in in Matthew. And I encourage you to, to open your books, to open your Bibles to there. And he says this. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house upon the rock. Jesus then goes on to say that the storms raged and the streams rose and this man's house weathered that storm and stood strong. But a man who hears Jesus' words and doesn't put them into practice is like a man who builds his house on the sand. And that same storm came and that man's house came crashing down. And so I think what Jesus is saying here. Is that the foundation of a wise man's life or a wise person's life is to be someone who hears the word of God and puts it into practice. I'm gonna say that again. The foundation of a wise person's life is to hear the word of God and put it into practice. And so I've just highlighted those those three things and I think it's important to, to know, because we aren't sitting at the base of the mountain listening to Jesus preach. But what we are and where we can hear is we can we can dig deep into the Bible we can learn from Jesus's words in the Bible we can listen to sermons like last week where we heard about blessed are those who face perseverance in, in, in Jesus's name and blessed are the peacemakers and we can hear those sermons and hear the words of Jesus expanded upon and um, and brought to life but that means nothing if we don't take that and then go and and persevere um, and persevere when we're persecuted and go and be peacemakers. What Jesus is saying there is wisdom is taking those words and going out and, and when we hear blessed are the peacemakers and going out and being a peacemaker. That is the foundation of a wise man's life or a wise person's life. And so... When we, when we look at this, there are three key ideas that I think come out of both that verse and what we see in Proverbs. Um, I've put 1 Corinthians one twenty four up there as well, because that says that Jesus is effectively the personification of wisdom in the New Testament. It says that Christ is both the wisdom of God and the power of God. And so we see Solomon espouse wisdom in the Old Testament, and we see Jesus personify wisdom in the New Testament, And I think that that, for all of us, means this. It means that we need to pursue wisdom like Nicolas Cage pursues treasure. We need to grow in wisdom like Jesus grew in wisdom in Luke 2.52. And I think that we also need to share that wisdom. And we have this beautiful kind of vineyardism that that I think is so applicable to this, to this situation is that we must be people who have, who have one hand forward and one hand back. So people who live in, with a hand forward, pursuing and growing in wisdom, looking to God and asking God for more wisdom, looking at others who are living out and practicing wisdom and pursuing that eagerly with our hand forward. But also we are to be people who live with a hand backwards. So we're people who move closer to God, but bringing people forward with us, sharing our wisdom humbly with other people and encouraging them to pursue and grow also in wisdom. And so that doesn't mean getting up and preaching from here and shouting at people and telling them that they need to be wise. I think that looks looks really, really different to that. I think we see through proverbs that wisdom is something that needs to be humbly shared. Solomon didn't Solomon didn't say that wisdom need to be shouted from a pulpit. He he spoke about wisdom being shared humbly. He spoke about wisdom being being given to to those who are wide and to those who are wise and even the wise still growing in their wisdom. And so, I thought I'd kind of target a couple of specific groups of you out there. So, first I think I have a couple of specific encouragement to those who are younger. So I chose Mary and Pippin for this because, not because being young means being stupid, but um, <laughs> but they are both young and very very dumb. They make those dominoes pizza decisions all the time. Yeah, just watch the, watch those films or read those books, and you'll and you'll exactly understand where I'm coming from. But I think as a young person, we need to first recognise that we don't have all the wisdom in the world. If you're a teenager and think you know everything, now's the time to, to recognize that that's, that's not the case. And if you're in your 20s and think you know nothing, now's also the time to recognize that that isn't the case. So as a young person, we need to be open to receiving wisdom from others and from God, but also we need to know that we do have some wisdom. We might have lived some experiences that are really relevant to someone else. We might have looked deeply into, into God's word in a particular aspect. And I see young people share wisdom all the time. I help Rupert with youth. And I see Jackson and Heidi and Rupert and Raquel share their wisdom with it, with our youth frequently. And I know that wisdom is so much appreciated. I know that that hand pulling the, the youth up to pursue wisdom is so relevant, and particularly just as we've come out of it a series on wisdom as well. And so, for the young person, I I urge you to be open to wisdom, but also be discerning, because if you've seen Lord of the Rings, there are some old people, like Saddamam, who make bad decisions and don't know exactly, don't have the wisdom in certain areas. Um, and I pray that you are open and discerning in where you get your wisdom from. And I know that, for me, when I... Uh, when I've received wisdom, it's been from people who who do these things. And so I guess this is my advice for those who are, I mean, wiser rather than older. So um, don't be offended if you're sitting there and you're 38 years old and you have a great beard and and I'm putting you in that category. (laughs) Um, But I think for those who are older, the thing that I really want to emphasize is thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with me. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with those who are younger than you. And I know that often this goes unappreciated. Often this is something that you share your heart and your wisdom with someone and they still go and make a bad decision. But I think in my experience, I know that from the front here, This is just my, like, spirit fingers. Oh, they want me to stop preaching, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so let's just jump straight back into that and not listen to the emergency alert. A very wise decision from here. Um, But I know that I've had some amazing wisdom shared from the front here, but Whilst that has been incredibly beneficial in my life, the conversations that I've had with, with people who are wise have really kind of informed or helped me to pursue wisdom. And I know that in particular, um, Fran, who's, who's not here tonight, she, in one conversation, humbly shared her wisdom with me about solitude and silence, two things that I really don't like and did not think as an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old were important for my life at all. But after a conversation with Fran that didn't involve an entire sermon or 25 minutes of someone banging on about wisdom in Lord of the Rings, I started to put a practice of solitude and a practice of silence into my life. And I know that that's allowed me to grow in wisdom, and that's allowed me to grow in my relationship with God, which is really... The purpose of sharing wisdom is to grow in that relationship with God and help us to better hear and practice the words that Jesus is saying. And so I think that both in in sermons and in conversations and even in in a telling off, I know my parents will attest to this. (laughs) Like They've probably told me off a whole bunch of times and I haven't learned from it. And then way later I'll come back and I'll see that actually that was the right thing to say. And so sometimes, for you, for you wiser people, the hard word has to actually be said. And then the last thing, and this is my real encouragement to anyone who is, who is there and who is wise, is that you still need to continue to pursue wisdom. Solomon doesn't put in that first introduction to say let the wise learn and grow in their wisdom for no reason. As you hear and practice the words of God and as you grow in your wisdom, people like me sit and we, and we watch and we observe what you're doing and we learn in our wisdom as well. And I know that Sandy, who also isn't here tonight, um, he's someone who has really demonstrated this in my life. He's someone who lives with his hands wide open in generosity the man is like, seeps generosity, his time, his money, his possessions, everything. And I know just from seeing this and seeing how that has impacted people like me and has impacted other people, that that's something that I want to, to take into my life. And that's something that is living out what Jesus is saying in, in the Sermon on the Mount and through the whole New Testament. And so I really encourage you as no matter what, stage of your life whether you fit into the older or the younger to just do these three things to just pursue and grow and share and to continue to pursue and grow and share in your biblical wisdom in your in your walk with God in the way you do things because this here is really how we grow in our relationship with God through wisdom this is what Solomon was doing with the book of Proverbs and this is what i think is my prayer for our for our church this is what i want us to do with wisdom i want us to to hear what we we've got from the front to be sharing i want us to be pursuing god in our everyday life to pursuing wise decisions to pursuing relationship and i want us to grow because if we think about if we think about what we're doing now and where we are with God now, we don't want that to be the case in, in 30 years when we look like Gandalf. I think we want to be growing and we want to be better pursuing and better loving and better sharing our wisdom. And so I think just to, just to close it out, I'd love everyone to just jump up on your feet and I'm going to just quickly pray for wisdom for, for us as a church, and for for you guys as individuals sitting out there. Uh, Lord, I I cry out to you for for wisdom in in my own life and for wisdom for this church. Lord, I pray that you that you bless us to to go out into this world and practice your wisdom to to take the the things that you teach and the things that you love and take your heart to other people and lord i pray that the already wise are strengthened in their wisdom and grow in their wisdom and are affirmed in in their sharing and lord i i thank you for those people in my life and i thank you for those people in our church and lord i pray for for the young for the unwise like myself that we're able to, to pursue deeply that wisdom and to be helped in that by by those that have, have run the race ahead of us. So Lord, I thank you for this, this amazing bunch of people here. And I pray that their weeks this week are, are blessed with a, with a pursuit and a growth in wisdom. So Lord, in your mighty name, amen. <laughs>